0: And play
1: it you are listening to The Culture Radio. Only on the culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio. Only on the culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio. Only on the culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio. Only on the culture. You are listening to the Culture Radio. only Only on the culture you are listening to the culture radio. Only on the culture you are listening to the culture radio. Only on the culture you are listening to the culture radio. Only on the culture you are listening to the culture radio. Only on the culture you are listening to the culture radio. Only on The Culture, you are listening to The Culture Radio. Only on the culture you are listening to the culture radio. Only on the culture you are listening to the culture radio. Only on the culture you are listening to the culture radio. Only on the culture you are listening to the culture radio. Only on the culture you are listening to the culture radio. The title for this week, week
0: is Perspective. When you know what have we got to lose? There's so many things happening, uh, more than you could cover in a day, let alone an hour. So today's one of the days that we're fortunate. We have two AEs here, me and my alter ego. Uh, so you're gonna hear a better tone than just mine. Uh, and I've got a bunch of things that kind of jump all over the place because I've seen some updates on things. Some are new, some are old, but they're all really important because the administration, or I should say the man who's making all this happen, is out there trying to get everything he can because, as I said, everything's distraction. What's really happening is the cookies he's taking out of our treasury and the money he's putting in his pocket. So without too much ado, let me get ready to push you over to my alter ego and we'll let her stimulate you with some interesting stuff that I'll jump in as needed and give you some of these tidbits as we go along. Good
2: morning. It's uh, so great to be here this morning. Uh, as I normally do, I give you the agenda for the show.
0: But before I do that,
2: I want to talk about some local things right quick. You know that I am into people. You have to vote. Black Lives Matter, the movement... Uh, my my feelings are it's not just about police brutality, but it's about systemic uh, economic and, and 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 racial injustice at all levels of our government. So if you don't get engaged, you don't vote, and you're not aware of what's going on around you, then you can't change anything. So I want to talk about the property appraisers um Uh, election that's taking place. Please remember, if you're in Orange County, August 18 is the primary, and our property appraiser is Mr. Rick Singh. Please do not vote for this man. Uh, He was under investigation by FDLE. They did find him uh, guilty of the fact that he was uh, utilizing our money to not only pay for a private car, but also claiming mileage. But the worst part about that is that he was also falsifying records and trying to put it off on employees of the property appraiser's office. The thing that bothers me the most is they said, well, it doesn't rise to the level of a crime for him to be charged. So we have normalized under Trump We've normalized the fact that a crime is no longer a crime if you're well known, if you have money, if you're in the right party. This is incorrect because as an individual, if I steal or falsify something or give a bad check, I would be arrested and put in jail. Tell me why he's not. Tell me why he's not being charged and removed. So voters, there is Amy Mercado. She's running against him. Please make sure that you go out and vote. And I know in local politics, most people don't pay attention, which is why we end up with these people for 100 years committing crimes and they get away with it, because you, the voter, are at fault. Things can only change if you go out and participate. So I just want to bring that out. The next thing is there are some judges that are running uh, for office Two of them, the two males, one black guy who's an older black man, and a, a younger white man, are running and believe the stand your ground is okay. There is no problem, no no issues with people getting shot and killed by someone who may not like them, who then walk away from it. Pay attention to that. The two ladies, again, one white lady and one black woman, who are running, believe that the stand your ground laws need to be redefined, need to be tightened, cannot continue the way they are, and we absolutely know that it's being utilized in the wrong way. The white guy feels that only criminals are using stand-your-ground laws to get away with things. That is absolutely not true. It's such a lie. So please do not um, buy into the little cookie. You've got to pay attention because these judges... They make decisions that affect us for many, many years. And I think in one of our shows, I mentioned at the federal level, judges, federal district levels, and the Supreme Court average 53 years in their position. Think about it. 53 years, some longer, but the average is 53. That means that decisions that they make, we talk about, I can't breathe. You have your foot on my neck. Decisions that they make affect you for the rest of your life into at least two generations. So if you don't pay attention of who these judges are, you again cannot change the the systemic issues that we're facing today. Marching is great, but you got to look at where we're having problems. And in our Constitution, we have the presidency, we have the courts, and we have Congress. The courts play a lot of influence in what happens, and what's decided, and how long we have to deal with it. So please pay attention to those. That's the local piece.
0: Let me quickly say it's very important what my go to is stressing, because I've spent my time running around dealing with government, state, local, federal, internationally. And I don't care what country you're in. You have these different things when you have people who are embedded, who maybe when they first started did some great things, but now your town is no longer a horse and buggy town, but they keep reminding you for 20 years they built up this town. You need someone, and it doesn't matter their age, who pays attention to what's happening now. What are the needs of the people? What are the changes we're going through? How do we interact with other areas? Because there's more global interaction going on. So just because you did some great things and you want to be there forever that's not a good reason to stay in office and sometimes when you really don't feel like doing more you're better off bowing out but usually you get too comfortable getting a nice salary and being you know lauded for having helped the town grow so be careful who you vote for look up these things there's a lot of information out there every vote counts and these people They affect, at the local level, they affect your day-to-day life, which then again affects how our government works. So be careful who you vote for.
2: I want to say good morning to Casey Smith and Lisa Thartniak. Thank you for joining the show this morning. So let's talk about elections. Elections are so important, people. And you have an administration who in 2016, when he was running... (laughs) had the unmitigating gall to talk about everything is falling apart. If you don't put me as a dictator, we will never have anything. He had voter fraud. He was the one that talked about rigging the election. He, Mr. Bannon, Russia, and everybody else around him rigged the election. And by the way, the Mueller report, I know nobody likes to read in America. I'm sorry that you don't. But if you don't read and you don't buy the report, you're not going to understand the lies that are being told to you by William Barr and President Trump. Now we have this thing about mail-in absentee voting. If you guys remember, when Obama became president, the first thing the Tea Party did and the first thing that John Roberts did was say, we now have a black president, so everything is fine. We do not need to oversee the Voting Rights Act that in essence was around certain southern states that have kept blacks from voting. And what did they start doing? Chipping away at the Voting Rights Act, not only at the federal level, but also at the local level. And then John Roberts did something he never should have done. He said, we don't need oversight anymore. The states can do what they want to do. So what do we have opening or what do we have going on? The southern states, have done everything in their power to keep you from voting. Black people, Latin people, Indians, you can forget it. And when I say Indians, I mean American Indians. Everything in their power, making sure that you are taking off the voting rolls because you didn't vote for three years. Are they taking the white people off the voting rolls that didn't vote for three years? This is the stuff that's happening, requiring... Not only ID, but if you do an absentee ballot, you now have to go to a notary. They have to notarize your signature. You have to have a witness, which they don't even use as part of making sure this is valid.
0: Not to argue with my alter ego, but the whole country, Midwest and the rest of it, after the 2010 census, the Republican Party gave somebody 10 or $20 million to go out there. They did a lot of gerrymandering. They took over a lot of state and local governments so that they changed the way things went, who was allowed to vote, how this. We are a country, and if we do not watch out, we will have people who tell us how we could vote. Recently, they tried to get the courts to say that the electors, and this was, it surprised them, because the uh, Supreme Court said, no, you can't say that that the electoral votes, because there are certain designated people who represent those electoral votes, that they can do whatever they want after the initial vote and vote for whoever the hell they want, even though you sent them there with a mandate for someone you want. They said, no, they represent the people when you look at the act of the laws. So we have to be diligent, and this is probably, again, everybody says it's crucial, we have someone who's reshaping the government to what he thinks it should be, who anybody who's listened to anything, and I know this man from growing up in New York and interacting with all, all kinds of people, especially business people in the real estate. He never did anything on his own except fritter away his father's fortune. Let me go back to my alter eagle, but please pay attention to what's going on.
2: So as we continue talking about voting... Um, let me just remind the public. Laws are only as good as the next election. So you cannot fall asleep and think, oh, I won in the courts, and that means that I'm okay for the rest of my life. No, that's not what it means. And a case in point, in Oklahoma, uh, a voting rights group challenged the law that required absentee ballots to be notarized. And they actually won. But if you don't enforce the law, it doesn't mean anything. So what did Oklahoma do? A few days later, required that you have to have it notarized, even though the courts said no. By the way, we now have a pack court at all levels of the federal government. So good luck with winning any of these cases because they actually believe we need to go back to pre-Reconstruction and maybe slavery days and not give you the rights to vote as we should have. So you got to pay attention. Let's talk, and we're going to bring up uh, some pictures here. Let's talk about voter fraud. Trump came in and he said, voter fraud, voter fraud, voter fraud. So I want you to take a look at the individual, Mr. Greg Phillips, who became his fraud expert. And he um, indicated that Oh my God, all these places, 3 million illegal Mexicans voted a lie again. And I'm amazed. I got to believe that this country has intelligent people, but I'm not sure. Because obviously, if you were intelligent, you would know that the majority of the states in the United States right now, since 2008, are ran by Republicans and the supervisor of elections are Republicans. So if somebody's telling you that three million people voted illegally are the supervisor of elections who are Republicans, idiots, or what the hell is going on? You gotta ask yourself these questions. We're talking Republican states people. You know that they will never allow something like that to happen. But Mr. Phillips was registered in Three states illegally, okay? He was listed in Alabama. He was listed in Texas. He was listed in Mississippi. I don't see him going to jail. Actually, he works in the Trump White House. And he's the one that keeps saying that there's voter fraud. Why? Because he committed fraud. All of Trump's people committed fraud. What are we talking about here? You have got to realize that when people start making noise, They're deflecting away from themselves. We have also in his own circle, his own family, Tiffany Trump, registered in Pennsylvania and New York, Mr. Steve Bannon, Florida and New York, and in Sarasota, Florida, they had to actually delete him when they realized that he was registered in two places— Sean Spicer, remember the press secretary who would come out there and lie, lie, lie? Well, this man was registered in Virginia and Rhode Island. Jared Kushner. Oh, my God. Let's talk about Mr. Uh, Son-in-law and close advisor to to the president. New York and New Jersey. Now, tell me why he's registered in New York and New Jersey. Steve Mnuchin registered in New York and California. Now, let's throttle back a little bit. I live in New York, I moved to Florida. I may forget to say to New York, hey, I don't live here anymore. I now vote in Florida. That's not necessarily illegal because as long as I'm not voting in both states, I haven't done anything wrong. But these people have the unmitigating call to now complain and say there's fraud and they, they themselves, are registered in multiple states. By the way, Tiffany Trump, the reason why this came up is because she voted in both states. Why isn't she in jail? And then Kellyanne Conway and his recent uh, press secretary come out there with the little blonde looks, you know, and lie. Kellyanne Conway, you're an attorney. You are pathetic for coming out and lying and saying none of the people in the cabinet are registered in more than one location when we have proof that they were. So I just want people to make sure that they pay attention to what's being said. Please, you got a president who has commercials now and have the nerve to talk about all this pandemonium and, oh my God, Biden is going to make sure that you get shot, that your kids are shot because Black Lives Matter are terrorists. But when white nationalist Nazis are walking down the street with guns, they are, uh, what does he calls them? They are citizens who are just hard
0: workers, no Liber, matter... Liberators, he called them. Liberators. And when they went out there and they were at the Michigan uh, government house and the rest of it, he said, they're out there to liberate those government. Imagine, this man, you got to understand that before he was in office, we were respected around the planet... People copied things we did. We interacted with the rest of the world. We helped drive what happened in this world. He gets in office, and uh, first or second day, he said, I inherited a mess. Now, if you look at the world, there are places that don't even want us to visit. There are places that don't even talk to us. They're making deals with the Chinese and other countries because they can't depend on us. Again, the only person that I know of who had definitely benefited beside Donald Trump is Vladimir Putin.
2: So, people, please pay attention. These commercials are sound bites to make you scared, to keep people down, to keep the establishment going. Wealthy people are wanting to keep things and the status quo so they can continue stealing from you. CEOs of major corporations, you want change. Stop buying the products. You want change, make sure you go out and vote. Make sure that you pay attention to what's being said to you. Look at social media and all these little um, uh, comments that are being made by Russian bots, by these uh, conservatives, so-called religious conservatives. They don't believe in the Bible that they talk about, but obviously they use religion to keep you in your place. Do not pay attention to anything that this man or his administration is telling you. He has decimated the FBI, the CIA, the DOJ. We can't even trust our military anymore. You better be afraid about what's going on. I want to talk about ICE. Uh, You'll see a picture also of some arrests, arrests that are being made. What did the president do in March of this year? He decided he was going to go after sanctuary cities. Of course, he has to do that because he doesn't want to deal with the pandemic. So what he did was he took people that are supposed to be investigating dangerous criminals and traffickers, and he put them out on the streets now of the cities that he obviously doesn't like. California, New York, Chicago, Michigan, areas like that, Boston, where you have sanctuary cities for illegal immigrants who, by the way, are working to pick your food, wash your dishes, all the jobs that white Americans don't want, normal Americans don't want to do, but you still are against these people. I don't get it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that I agree with illegal immigration, but if you're going to apply these tactics, you need to apply it across the board. So now we've got SWAT teams uh, <laughs> on the streets of these cities, um, surveilling people 24 hours a day, which, by the way, we're paying extra money, right, to pay them for the overtime. When these guys should be doing the jobs that really protect our country, be diligent. And by the way, what does he call this operation? It's called palladium. Look it up. It's supposed to run through December 31st when he feels he's assured of getting back in a second time. Again, this is the reason why you have to go out and vote.
0: Let me just say, when it comes to voting and stuff, one of the things that people don't think about is we do have a lot of Americans that work overseas. We have a lot of military that's overseas. There is a group I was going to mention them called the... uh, FVAP.gov, F-V like veterans, A-P, like the reporting agency.gov. It's called the Federal Voting Assistance Program. And they've been around for a long time, but they're there to help make sure that service members, government workers, and the rest can get their ballots. Now, the percentage that usually comes in for our voting for these federal elections, uh, I believe it's been below 10% all the time. We have, between the federal and the military and the rest of it, and then U.S. citizens who are living overseas, visiting overseas, second homes, whatever, we've got over another million of them. So we've got a million voters that if you make sure that your friends and relatives who are out of the country make sure that they get their ballot and send it in, that's another million votes to help change our government back to make, making more sense. Because if they don't, Trump will tell these people that he revoked their visa. They have to come back here and sit in America and do what he wants them to do. So, be careful.
2: I want to talk about the unauthorized population in the United States, and you'll probably see a chart come up. And I want to talk about most undocumented immigrants are not Mexican. Here again, it tells me that the American public really doesn't pay attention not really aware of what's going on in their surrounding. So when you look at that chart, you'll see the amount of immigrants that are undocumented that come to the U.S. There was a poll that was done of white Americans only, just so you know, asking them about who they thought were illegal in America. Very interesting. Most of of the people who are white stated that If you were Asian or European, you're not illegal in this country. Only Mexicans and people coming from Guatemala, Cuba. And Cuba has some special treatments that the Americans have given them forever and a day, for over 50 years. So that's really concerning to me. You know why? Because the largest population of illegals in America happens to be Asians. But because we have been fed this thought that the Asians are better educated, they're better than we are, and you actually believe that, you will not pay attention to the fact that the majority that are coming into America are illegally here, just like Europeans. The Europeans come on visas and then they stay and overstay their visas and nobody goes after them. I would assume it's because they're white Nobody's going to pay attention because they're white. And white Americans are happy, like Trump, to have more blond hair, blue-eyed people here. And it's OK. Canadians are also a very large population of illegal immigrants in America. And they've been here for generations, some of them 20, 30, 40 years, working, living, forming homes and families. And it's OK. And I got to tell you, even in in, in my family, my sister-in-law felt it was okay for illegal Europeans to be here because they had a business. Why should we kick them out? But she didn't have a problem with kicking out Mexicans who had a business and had a family and are living here. So now when you try to say to yourself, what's the difference? Illegal is illegal. If you really believe that you shouldn't have illegal immigrants here, why do you make a difference between the two?
0: Let me just say, it should be obvious to anybody, whether you understand what surveys are when you get into the minutiae, or statistics, which a lot of people don't understand that they do. But if you go out and you take a survey to put out statistics, and all you do is go to one group and say, so do you hold great parties? Uh, Does everybody enjoy them? Is the food wonderful that you guys cook? And then you put this out that... Everybody makes lousy food except for this group. Imagine. The statistics and the survey come up with a conclusion because they only ask a specific group. That is not indicative of the world and the mix that we have, the diversity that this world is made up of. So start to listen to what's going on and say, well, who the hell did they ask? Nobody called me and asked.
2: Just so you know, since 2010... More Asian immigrants, documented and undocumented, have arrived in the U.S. than Latin immigrants. And from 2007 to 2017, over 2 million Mexican immigrants that were here illegally went back to Mexico. Not that they were pushed out of of here. Economic issues, obviously, when we had the Great Depression under President Bush... A lot of them went back to Mexico. So we really don't have the quantity of Mexicans coming over here to the United States um, as we do other groups. And I want to talk about the white Irish and undocumented Irish people in America. (laughs) And you'll see another chart that comes up. There's over 50,000 of them here in the U.S. The majority of them are in New York. The majority of them will tell you they're afraid because, you know, they are living here for many years. They overstayed their visas or when there was famine in Ireland, they came here, they liked it, they formed a family. And why should I go back to Ireland when this is now my home? But they will tell you that the reason that they were allowed to stay is because most people see them as white and will never think that they're illegal and they work in Irish pubs and groceries and meat markets and open up their own business, they get funding, and all of these things. So should we not get rid of 50,000 illegal Irish immigrants and send them back to Ireland? However, because most of our, our federal government, as well as our state government, pay attention people, most of our federal government, the leaders in our federal government happen to be Irish. Police departments across the United States are mostly Irish, and they have gone before the Congress and have asked for special exceptions for Irish illegal immigrants to be able to stay. Now, tell me how that's any different than DACA. See, this is why you've got to start thinking black people, Latin people, all people. You need to start thinking about these things and the way racially they come up with ways to make sure that other people that look like them can get away with this. Everybody is upset about DACA, but nobody's upset about these legislative things that go on to keep the Irish illegal people here in America. Now, by the way, I'm not saying they don't have a right to stay. What I'm saying is, If you don't like illegal immigration, it needs to be across the board and you need to understand the role that some of these people play in America. The only people, as far as I'm concerned, that are immigrants that need to get the hell out and go back are the people that came here, took the land from Mexico, took the land from the American Indians and have the nerve to pretend they have more rights than anybody else. Because you came here from Europe, You did not start here. So why would you now look at immigrants and decide this is your country only?
0: The idea of the example that my older ego is giving you is so you understand, not Irish people, but just in general, how these are misunderstood, mislooked at, misappropriated. Trump, I pointed it out more than a year ago on my podcast. He's against illegal immigrants. The guy who started to show the Survivor was an illegal immigrant. He ended up going into there, starting a successful show, and then he wanted to go to the East Coast, so he started The Apprentice. Woo-hoo! The rest of the world, who didn't grow up in New York like myself, didn't know that much about Trump. They only knew on The Apprentice. He's this big guy at the top of the tower with this gigantic desk. He seems like a really powerful man who knows what he's doing. If you read or understand his background, he couldn't run a streetcar if they gave him the control of it. He'd cause accidents. He's an incompetent. So we fool ourselves when we listen to some of this crap. And illegal immigrants? This country was built by the diversity. And what Trump did, and other people, Trump added tens of thousands of special visas in the first two years of his presidency. So he could get, for people who work in his resorts, cheaper labor under those visas, and other friends of his could bring people in from other countries. In fact, Palm Beach County, I pointed it out more than a year ago, came to him with a list of thousands of local people who would take these jobs, but he wouldn't give it to them because the ones he brought in, he could milk them and make money off them. So there's a purpose for him, to put money in his pocket with everything he does. So people, when you get someone who tells you what a mess, and we were riding the wave of being the best country on the planet and loved by everybody and copied, now they don't care if we visit, they don't want to speak to us, they don't like our currency. And his son-in-law, who we pay a salary to, after Zuckerberg came to visit Washington when he used to argue with the president, Suddenly they're good friends because Zuckerberg wants to start his own cryptocurrency. And that's like inventing art from Leonardo da Vinci that he never painted, but being able to say it's a limited edition and selling it to the world and making billions of dollars overnight, not backed by a government or anybody else. Be careful what you're listening to.
2: I want to acknowledge Lisa Sarniak. No human is ever illegal. And I agree with you. But unfortunately, whether it's America or any place else, we have borders and people, when things are good, they want you here. I remember when Senator Sessions was happy to bring all the Arabs to Alabama to work because obviously poor people in Alabama couldn't, you know, couldn't do the job or they wanted it cheaper. Then the minute that he started supporting Donald Trump, all of a sudden they have problems with the Arabs. You brought them here. That's like Germany when they brought blacks and other people and now they have a problem with it. You know why? Because economic pressure will always make people say, what are these people doing here? In my cave, we look like this. Now we have people that don't look like me, and they're the problem. They don't look at the fact that you were enjoying everything when you didn't have to do it. And continuing with... And it's
0: even Melania Trump. If you do enough research, you'll find out Before she came to the White House when Trump moved in, she renegotiated a prenuptial agreement so that if he wanted her around for show and looks, he had to change what she gets. So she's not dumb. She knew who she was dealing with, and she knows you've got to use strength to make a deal with him.
2: So going back to the thing with Irish, I just want to bring back a a little something so that, you know, you understand and please go and find these things yourself. You don't have to take my word for it. I don't understand. People don't go to libraries. They now have Google and all these things and they still don't search to get information and fact check what Fox News and Breitbart News and all these other people are telling you. Irish Americans, like anybody else, they've got representatives in the U.S. that they go and they lobby. So here are the exceptions that have been granted to Irish American. The Morrison and Donnelly visas of the 1980s and 1990s, named after the two congressmen, gave Irish citizens an advantage over some others seeking the American dream. And here's the reason why they got these advantages. And I would argue blacks fought and died more so than they did in these wars. Well, they fought in the American Revolution, the Civil War, and every other battle, and they have more congressional medals than anybody else. The only reason why they have them is because it's mostly Irish that are running these organizations. They are blacks that have never been given any of these medals who deserve them, who fought in the American Revolution, fought in the Civil War. By the way, Haitians came to America during the American Revolution and they fought for this country because they got their liberation from France. And what did America do? They did the same thing to the Haitians that they did to the French. They became traitors and they made their deals with England, and they blockaded Haiti from being able to uh, 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 not only negotiate, but to trade worldwide, especially in Europe. That's what they did to Haiti. Yet blacks spilled blood for all of these things that America was trying to do. So you got to go back in history, and you got to know what's going on in the present. Why should Irish people get a break? when you are so intent on taking away DACA, are so intent on making sure that, oh my God, these Mexican people, they've got to go, even though this is their land. And I will cover that in a little bit.
0: Again, if I had to argue DACA, if I did stop and get my law degree, I would have argued that the president has that absolute power to pardon, as this president likes to keep pointing out. And you could look at DACA a different way, as I said. There are many laws we have that are conditional. DACA is a conditional pardon based on when you came here, what you've done, and how you've registered. You don't keep it forever if you don't stay under the rules. It's not an open door. So the point is, DACA, as far as I'm concerned, is a conditional pardon that had been issued by President Obama. And you can't take a presidential unless they don't follow the rules.
2: I want to talk about 150 years ago, our transcontinental railroad, and you'll see some of the workers celebrating the completion of that. Again, history is so important so you understand what people have done for what you enjoy today. And I think the problem with today is that people think these things suddenly appeared you know, like I dream of Jeannie, you close your eyes and it's here, and you don't understand how it got here. And you don't really care because you think it's going to be here forever. Well, Trump has proven to you that it won't be here forever because he's dismantling it all. But the Transcontinental Railroad was completed in May of 1869. Immigrant labor is what made it possible. The Chinese were here. They got paid much less than their European counterparts. And if you recall, I did a show on not only Chinese immigrants, but the racial, discriminatory way they were treated, the way they were killed, their towns burned down, and they were not allowed to vote, and they could not become American citizens. By the way, those laws are still on the books. I caution Chinese people today, pay attention because while Blacks are suffering and others, you may be next because the books, the laws are still on the books. But you had Blacks, free Blacks at the time, if they would be considered free. You had the Irish and you had the Chinese and others. And by the way, some American Indians who work to build the railroads that you use today and you don't think about it. And Mexican railroad workers, they were called traqueros, from 1870 to 1930, they built and helped build these railroads that run through Chicago and other areas. And you have to understand what their contributions were when you start talking about let's get rid of them, there are disturbance. No, they were hired by companies called Rock Island and Pacific, Northern Pacific, Great Northern, and later the Chicago, Milwaukee, and St. Paul Road, as well as the Pacific Northwest during the early 1900s. People understand how America was built and stopped pretending that you are so privileged that nobody else matters. And I went to a class yesterday that my company put in place that I thought was actually a little bit of a joke to me. And one of the training courses were what it means to be white and why whites feel that they're privileged and why I should understand why they feel the way they do. So I'm not going to go into the entire (laughs) class, but I thought it was absolutely incredible that people, a group of people, can actually put history out there that's such a lie. They didn't build these things themselves. They don't own this land, but they feel they do. And they've gotten generations and their kids today enjoying all the things that people died for them to have. So just think about that. Want to talk a a little bit about Mexico, the United States. You know, we had a Spanish-American war that was started by the U.S. And we took 53% of the country of Mexico away, starting with Texas, and you'll see that map, California, Utah, Nevada, Arizona. And part of taking that away, we signed a treaty with Mexico. By by the way, the treaty is still in effect. Mexicans, if your children don't know this history, you need to go back and read your history so you can stand tall when people are looking at you and talking about go back to your country. This was your country, and it still is. So the treaty is called Guadalupe, Hidalgo, of 1848, after the Mexican-American War. And actually, Mexico was really not ceding some of this territory. Uh, You know, I know people make it look that way. Actually, the U.S. was getting ready to invade Mexico. They actually invaded Mexico and took control of the capital. And this is how we ended up with a lot of this territory. And some of it included certain Canadian provinces. I'm surprised that Canada doesn't say much about that at all. But part of them having this treaty, Mexicans were given the following choice. You could become an American citizen, you could retain your Mexican citizenship, or you could go back across the Rio Grande And just stay there. And you could keep the land that you had because, of course, just like immigrants from Europe who came here, put their little, I don't know, horse and buggies and claimed land because it's not like today where you go out and buy a piece of land, it gets recorded. People could just build their little home and say, this is my land. Well, it was the same thing in Mexico. It's, It's the same thing in a lot of Latin countries. So after the treaty was signed, a couple of American uh, legislators looked at the treaty and said, "Mm, I'm not sure that we want those people to really keep that land because maybe they will revolt and want to take the territory back. So in essence, we kind of took those lands away from them or not gave, we didn't give them title to the land. So by not giving them title to the land, they were really more like squatters. So I just want people to go and read that treaty, read the history of this country. And when you start telling people to go back to your country, that treaty gave them right to stay here. It was their land. They were already here. They can speak their language. What is your problem? Again, if you don't know your history, Stop talking about what people should do, and maybe you need to go back to Scotland and Ireland and the UK. I'm sure they'll be happy to take you back, and then you can be in your country and stop trying to take people away who, for generations, have been here. And because of a war and because of an invasion, most of this territory was lost.
0: Just as an example, anybody who knows what New York City is the main borough of New York City, they think of as New York City, is the borough of Manhattan. It's only one out of five sections that make New York City. But Manhattan, where the majority of skyscrapers are and big businesses and everything else, and is thought about as New York City to a lot of people who don't know it, uh, way back before Rockefeller Center was ever built, that center of Manhattan was farmland. And the guy who owned it sold it for, I think it was around $1,500. But let's say he didn't leave, he wasn't going to do farming anymore. So he stayed on the land. Just because they built all of these skyscrapers around him, doesn't mean he doesn't belong there anymore and can't live there. He was the original settler of that piece of land. Same thing with Mexico. If you look at a map, the continental U.S. goes from the east coast to the west coast, all the way down to Texas to the Rio Grande. Well, my alter ego is telling you that the country of Mexico below the Rio Grande used to be above the Rio Grande, encompassed all of Texas, and if you drew a line up the west side of the Mississippi and over to the west coast, more than 40% of our country was part of the country of Mexico. So when you lose it or you take it away from them, the people who have been living there for generations Do they suddenly become people who invaded your country? Or you built your country around them. You're suddenly looking at them as strangers? This is the idea. We have to understand this. It's like saying if somebody came back who was a Viking and can show that they planted a cross in the middle of Manhattan, should he take it into court and say, well, I own Manhattan because I was there before anybody else.
2: And just to, and I want to read just two articles. I'm not going to read the whole thing of this treaty. But they made changes later after the signature and added Article 10 to this. But prior to that, it said, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm quoting because this is exactly what I'm reading. In the said territories, property of every kind now belonging to Mexicans not established there Shall be inviolably respected. The present owners, the heirs of these, and all Mexicans who may hereafter acquire said p- property by contract shall enjoy with respect to it guarantees equally ample as if the same belonged to citizens of the United States. But then they came back and said this is an issue. The Mexicans, this is Article 9 into 10, the Mexicans who in the territories shall not preserve the character of the citizens of the Mexican Republic conformably with what is stipulated in the preceding article, so they annul what they said. Shall be incorporated into the Union of the United States and be admitted at the proper time to be judged by Congress of the United States to the enjoyments of all rights of citizens of the United States according to the principles of the Constitution. So where before I could keep my property in my ears, now Congress would decide when I can have that. So here we are, trickery again, but it doesn't take away the fact that these people have been here forever and a day. Think about what you are saying. People, November, is very critical. And local and state government elections, it's very critical. Do everything in your power. I don't care if you have to stand online for 15 years with double mask on, go out and vote. If they're going to take away your ability to vote by mail, be prepared that Trump supporters, 38% of the population can get him in office. If you Democrats and you liberals and you independents stay home or because you're not getting excited enough because all of a sudden we need excitement, like this is a game show, and you don't vote or you vote for Trump again like you did in 2016, and we still have Russia and maybe China, who knows, interfering at the invitation of the president because he has said it. It's not like we are pretending that he hasn't said these things. He has said it. Please, young people, this is your future. They're leaving you nothing unless you're wealthy and you have a trust fund. You better go out and vote or don't complain and don't ask for anything after the fact because it's in your hands. You're only as strong as what you're willing to do.
0: Let me just say this my alter ego pointed out, you could be as lazy as you want. You don't have to leave your couch to go to a library. Your library could be locked solid. Every library in the world just about is available on your cell phone. If you understand, ask it a question. After a while you'll learn how to tailor your questions. But you can look up almost anything that you want to know that's out there. A lot of people have bothered to put it there. For example, this bill that we passed for a couple of trillion dollars to deal with what's going on, go to Bloomberg.com or just go to Google and search Trump's Waikiki partner and the Kushner family. The PPP, which was done to protect the paychecks of the poor people who are working and stuff. It's there. company. He has a Trump International Hotel. Now, it says it on the building. What I told you he did. He no longer wants to be stuck with the asset itself. He wants to be reimbursed so he never has to worry about bankruptcy or paying it back for licensing his name. So if you go in there and you look, Trump's company, the licensing, the rest of it, in that bill with the PPP, they waived that from the ethics provisions that are supposed to be covered. So your family and other people who may own interests and then guess who got in the front of the line and had millions of dollars that it's been coming out because Treasury Secretary Mnuchin said, well, I'll report on that later. He figures when Trump's re-elected, who's going to throw him in jail? These people have ripped you off to this Hawaii location and other locations to the tunes of millions of dollars again under that act that was supposed to protect regular people from having to be out in the street and us to run... Lines where we give them food and water to drink. Folks, wake up. This is real serious stuff. And no matter what this man says, do your research. You'll understand what's going on.
2: I want to talk uh, Rose Lawyer uh, from Facebook. The White House is blocking CDC Director Dr. Robert Redfield and other officials at the agency from testifying next week before a House Education and Labor Committee hearing on reopening schools. Yes, they are. And you know why? Because Mr. Roberts of the Supreme Court has effectively taken away the power of Congress to subpoena and enforce subpoenas for these hearings. This is why I talk about the courts. The courts are very important. If you don't understand the power of the three branches of government, you will never understand what's going on here. This should never be allowed. But when you have a Supreme Court that decides the president and William Barr that says he can do whatever the heck he wants, that's not true. But what do you do when you don't have the majority in the House or the Senate? This is why when you're voting, you cannot just vote for a president. You've got to vote for where the power really sits. It's in the Senate because they fulfill The courts, the federal courts, they fill those positions. We've got over 200 that have been filled with Nazis, with people who are not even attorneys, and young people. So you've got 100 years before we can unwind some of the things that are out here. And then Rose also says, hey, what about the Native Americans? Yes, I agree with you on what I I was saying. I've talked about the Native Americans. A lot of the southern states that we have today became states because they took the land from the Native Americans. They murdered them. At Alabama is a perfect example. Mississippi, I mean, it's just so much. And they moved them to reservations, and they're still trying to steal their lands. They're still trying to keep them from having anything. They didn't allow Native Americans to even vote in elections. I talked about that last week. So we've got to be very, very thoughtful about what we're doing. The only thing that upset me about the Native Americans is the one vote, electoral vote in 2016 that the Native American cast for Donald Trump. I will never understand that. And what did Trump do immediately when he got into power? He wanted that railroad, I'm sorry, that oil uh, uh, um, project with Canada to be built and through Native American lands And he's still, with Utah and all these other places, are chipping away at everything that Native Americans have. So we need to get together. And we need to form just a coalition. Stop the infighting. Because at the end of the day, if you don't get together, you're not going to get anywhere.
0: Let me just say there are a couple of things I want you to really keep in your mind that I've talked about. But I want to give you a few examples. The one, this country was founded on the idea that we ran away from these uh, monarchies in Europe and other places. The bottom line, and we'll get back to you in a second, the modern uh, understanding of that, in the old days it was taxation without representation. Well, D.C., where our national capital is, we have almost a million people living there who have no representation in our Congress. None. Zero. If I were them, I'd list D.C. as my second address, and list my relative's address as my first address, and establish my registration, and vote in neighboring cities if I had to. Because I've been sidelined. A million people, a million American citizens. There's no doubt where they're from. Second thing, if you look up Portland, Oregon, in the last week, because the president's been talking about this on the side, he likes to act big and bad. He's talked about it since he got in power. The people that he admires, like Putin and Bolsonaro and Erdogan, these are all people who not just have armies, they have their own little stormtrooper-like groups that report directly to them. Just like the Ayatollah has his royal guard and stuff. We saw these people dressed in these fancy camouflage fatigues with all kinds of stuff special helmets, night vision, everything you could sell them, because I will guarantee a Trump company designed their outfits wearing no insignias from any of the agencies that would protect federal buildings, and they were out on the streets of Portland picking people up who were not attacking federal buildings. They had unmarked cars, vans, and they were pulling these citizens off the street because they're out protesting Black Lives Matter. We want the vote, the rest of this, because people have gotten disgusted and they're out in the streets. Well, he's trying out his stormtroopers because on these uniforms, there was not a name tag, not a patch from the uh, federal government that they're working for, but there was the word police over their right-hand side of their uniform, generally speaking. This is part of his paid-for, with our money, stormtroopers, that he's testing out how well they can take U.S. citizens off the street.
2: And a segue. Segway...
0: Folks, wake up. My older ego just discovered something. Let me. And a segue
2: to that, I forgot to mention. In California, again, back to ICE, the immigration people, the Trump administration decided that they're going to arm citizens who can go out and make arrests of illegal immigrants. How they are supposed to do that, God only knows. But when you see Trump's commercial about, all, oh, my God, you're going to have criminals shooting your kids, remember this. It's the Republicans that keep putting guns on our street. So he's a liar when he talks about the Democrats are going to have people shooting your kids. No, it's the Republicans who have armed everybody. It's all of these gun shop owners who won't secure their businesses who have something going on on the side where all of a sudden somebody breaks into their stores and grab all these guns and they're never found again. They won't put alarms so that the police is alerted when somebody breaks into these stores. Tell me why. People pay attention. They're going to try to